The Big Light presents Hello, I'm Sean McDonald. You're listening to Blethered, and my guest is Ross McNamee. Ross's mum Angie has Alzheimer's. It's a condition that affects memory, thinking and behaviour. Symptoms eventually grow severe enough to affect the ability to deal with daily tasks and puts an enormous strain on both the person and those around them. We talk about Alzheimer's and how Ross and his family have had to adjust to care for Angie. We discuss the importance of humour and how it helps with even the darkest of situations and landscapes. And I find out about Ross's charity fundraising. He's raised upwards of £60,000 in counting, climbing mountains and crossing the country in the process. Throughout this conversation, you'll get a sense of the type of guy that Ross is. He's understated and very humble and not intent on self-promotion. He could quite comfortably shout for the rooftops about what he's done and continues to do, but he won't. So it's up to others to do that for him and to ensure the money raised continues to increase. If you want to support his fundraising or to get in touch with him, you'll find the links to his social media in the episode notes. This episode is brought to you by Debt Experts Don't Fret About Debt. If you're struggling with debt and you would like a free chat with an impartial advisor to discuss your options or to see how you can lower your monthly repayments towards debt, then visit don'tfretaboutdebt.net forward slash blethered. You can also listen to my episode with Don't Fret About Debt Senior Debt Advisor Tommy Gallagher where we discuss taking back control of your debt and the various solutions available. Don't Fret About Debt offer all statutory debt solutions in Scotland helping you to make an informed choice. So take the first step to dealing with your debt today. Free advice is also available from the Money Advice Service. If you enjoy this episode, feel free to share it. Cheers. Right, so we'll talk about fundraising, about what you're getting up to everything, mm-hmm. but I think chronology is important when you're telling any story, right? So you'll go to the very start. So you grew up in steps, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Lived your mum Angie, dad Robbie, brother Callum before he moved away. Aye. What was, give me an idea of the sort of, just what being in your house was like when you were younger. Mental. Just on my own hour. Your mum was a boss, wasn't she? Aye. She was not. How, what, is there a reason why you think you're so close? Is it because you're similar in, in personality? I kind of got a little of my sense of humour in that for my mammy. I mean, we were, we were always really mm-hmm. close. I, I worked, went to work with her and stuff like that. But I tried anyway. I worked my hairdressers for a couple of days. It was, I just was always really close to her. Wanted to be beware. Family holidays in Campbelltown, what were they like? Good. Really good. I, we didn't really go abroad or anything because mm-hmm. we still, well, we still went Stoke going like a couple of years ago. Was that... Was the Campbelltown thing because your dad went there when he was younger? Aye. And like, is it, I'm, I'm imagining it's just a pure barrel of carry on. Yeah, you don't get your phone signal right now. Our family go down about the McNamee side of the family, so it's just everybody you know. There's like a couple of other people that got caravans there, but it's like, they just, you're dead close mm-hmm. to them as well because you've known them that long. Like, I'm getting an idea, for, for like what I've known, managed to find out, I'm getting an idea that, to begin with, like your family makeup seemed really tight, sort of tradition. You've got your things that you Aye. get up to, and, and it's just, it's very much, say, at the age of 12, 13, you're thinking, I can see how this is going to be mapped out for the years Aye. to come. Isn't it? Isn't it nice? I mean, but I didn't know much about it, to be honest with you. Mm. When 
it was kind of kicking in, so I had to kind of educate myself really quickly. Aye, we'll, we'll get straight into that then, right? So, early signs of, was it sort of small incidents or like forgetfulness? Aye, I can remember the first time I ever kind of noticed it was when we were, I was in a motor and she just completely forgot where to go. Mm-hmm. And that's it, kind of, but my dad obviously noticed a lot more before me and then I forgot that in the car where she forgot where to go. She kind of just, she was greeting and all that because she knew what was kind of happening. I was like, I was still kind of none the wiser yet, like, uh-huh. but it's going on. Was like, it, I think you said before, she'd hairdressers in Rutherglen? Aye. And forgetting how to get back? Aye, coming home for what bad. She, I'd kind of get, they didn't really speak about it in front of me for a wee while mm. and, until I started noticing it and then I went to find out more about it. So you're 13, 12, 13 at this point? Aye, 12. Like... <laughs> I'm trying to kind of get a sense of what that must be like. Even were you sensing that something is not right, or were you kind of in a wee bit of blissful ignorance? Well, I, I don't really. I, I think they tried to keep it away from me as much as they could mm-hmm. at the start, and then until I actually started noticing it and thinking yeah. what is going on. Was it like too noticeable? At I that was point? starting to get noticeable, like just finding things in peculiar places, and that like, it was quite funny. You know what I mean? But you need to take the kind of brighter side for it, but. Once I started then noticing the real differences, I, I kind of wanted to ask questions and find out more about it. Uh-huh. We'll talk about it, the funny side, right? Because mm-hmm. somebody might listen to this and go, oh, I can't believe he just said the funny side, right? <laughs> yeah. But there, there is a funny <laughs> no, side at times. And like, I was actually, just earlier, right, I was trying to get an idea. Because mm-hmm. I don't know too much. I mean, I've, there's somebody that's close to me that's got vascular dementia and mm-hmm. early onset Alzheimer's in... I'm at that that sort of funny stage at times. Aye. But there's a lot of things that I was thinking about with me that I could relate to things that you've said about snapping back, for example, Aye. to begin with. We'll talk about that. Because there's there's all sorts of adjustments. There's adjustments for you, for your mum, mm-hmm. for your dad, but also your family as a whole. Aye. And they're all, like, there's no sort of right or wrong. And Because you said before that you felt quite bad at times Aye. for snapping, but I think that's very normal. Um, I mean, you. How how did you start educating yourself? Because so you said that as well that you were starting to find out. You know what what accompanies this condition. What will it be like in the future? What's yeah. it like for the person? T- talk to me about that. Just how you found that out. Well, I was just I kind of took more notice here. Like kind of took a step back and I was kind of realizing that like, I need to learn more about this by just kind of observing mm-hmm. and like, looking at my dad, for example, the way he was acting. Because he obviously had to change his kind of. But why he went about it, and then once it started, a couple of years went past, and it started getting quite bad. Like I started noticing a lot of different. She had to stop working and driving and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, I took my job as a mechanic, and I would go into like home care. I was in an admin side, of it and then I was asking to go on the the courses and that the carers were going on. Mm-hmm. So that just to kind of educate myself, making pennies. But I think it's worth pointing out you were making a hundred pound a month or a week. No, Hundred pound a week or something. That's like. that's nothing. Yeah, it was horrible. But was that you? Obviously, that I mean, I think there's a people would take a lot for that. I think obviously you had determination to to be more of use yeah. or more of helping. I think that's something like this is guys of West of Scotland or something. We see each other, but I think that's a really lovely thing. Like, yeah. I was quite touched by that when I found that out. I thought that fundraising and everything aside, like that's an early glimpse into. How much you obviously care about your mum? Just because how close I'm at you know what I mean? It was just, I just felt as if I kind of had to 
educate mm-hmm. myself and fast because I was young as well. So I kind of had to grow up really fast and learn about it. So I still don't know too much about it. So mm-hmm. f- we'll, I'll find out what you learned and sort of the, there might be even be some simple practices that you picked up that there could be somebody listening to this who's Aye. in a similar position at the start and, and doesn't know what to think of me. But if you can explain to me your understanding of Alzheimer's as a condition, how it sort of demonstrates itself in a person and how it can progress. Uh, it's just best advice I could give some days. Like if it, yeah, no matter how hard you think it is for you, it's 10 times harder for them going through it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Just thinking about that, that made me, when she was repeating herself and finding things different places, like, just give yourself 10 seconds to think about it before you react. Mm-hmm. If you need to repeat yourself, what, really, what does it matter to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as it's helping her. Yeah, you said that and you did an interview in November 2020 and you said those exact words. You need to be patient because if you think it's hard for you, it's 10 times Aye. harder for them because I've been in situations like the give me the person that's close to me. Most times I just kind of laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll laugh about it and think, he said that 10 minutes ago. Aye. But then you kind of go, well, he can't remember that. And there's times when I'll notice him getting a wee bit frustrated with himself and then I think, the guilt I feel for Aye, feeling that's annoyed. Kills me. But do you think it's also important that people are not too hard on themselves? Because, again, let's be honest, right? Put your cards on the table. Mm-hmm. It's annoying when somebody keeps oh, saying, but beyond that, it's more, I find, say, 5% of me is annoyed at the repetition. Mm-hmm. 1%, 99% of me is angry and upset because I can see what's happening. Aye. Do you know what I mean by that? Because you can see it does affect them as well. Know what mm. I mean? It's that's what that's the tough part about and, it. And it's like some them asking the same question, which has been said five times already. <laughs> that's not the annoying part. It's more where you're like, I can see what's going on here, mm. and I can see something getting worse. And then I suppose you, your mind just kind of extrapolates upon that. Um, in terms of like personal adjustment for your mum, mm-hmm. how? Was she able to come to terms with it? Because she would have been given, say, like a diagnosis or whatever. Aye. I, as I said, they kind of they didn't really tell me straight away. I kind of like overheard it, and then I was seeing the differences. And then mm-hmm. it was more like she having to, because she had her own shop match. She having to like give that up and like give up driving and stuff like that. I spent that's what kind of killed her the most. And it was she was coming home greeting and stuff, and I wasn't really sure it was grown still. And obviously, it was just having to give up everything in her full life, basically step by step. It's have to watch. Is is there any sort of explanation? Do we have like a medical explanation as to why that can happen, or is it just the bad luck of the draw? I think it's just bad luck. I think. Mm. In terms of, we'll talk about fundraising. I've got a couple of other questions, right? But mm. I want to get right into the fundraising because yeah. I'm kind of astounded by this. Like you've raised tens of thousands of pounds. What's the total? Uh, Sixty-one thousand pounds at the moment that, in the past four years. That's obscene. Like you must have a key for like the Alzheimer Scotland office. Or, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like freedom of the office or something like that. How how are they with that? They must. Cause, uh, they, you know, I think it's it's a condition that it affects millions. Yeah, we hardly ever hear about it in terms of charities. I and think that. that as well. How how are they? What's your relationship with them? Like? Really good. There's a woman called Gail. She's like a lead stakeholder. I think you would call it. That she's mm-hmm. really really good with me. Gail Dawn, I think. She's called mm-hmm. her second name off the top of my head. She's he did all the t-shirts. She gave us. I've just seen in the back of my motor all the buckets and stuff. Aye, Sunday, I know. Just sitting about your car. Can you, can you get me over for them? <laughs> Aye, they they're really good with me. To be fair, brilliant. So, in terms of fundraising, God, I've got so many questions. But we'll start with, I suppose, the your first. Yeah, it'll be a bit of pun here. Your first steps into it. Yeah. The memory walk around Kelvin Grove. 
film. What's what's that? That was just something I seen on Facebook, I think it was, and just thought uh-huh. it'd be good to get into and start the fundraising. So, but it, it was just for like families and stuff, and it just walking in a park. It's mm-hmm. it's good for, but it is. But you wanted to go a step further, raise more money by pushing the boat. Out. So you you wanted to level up. We started organising things yourself what was the first because you're doing like football tickets and charity uh, raffles did you do like charity nights and stuff no yeah it's because when we done when i started the own, it was covid mm-hmm. hit, so we couldn't right we're gonna we've got a few planned for this year but it was just ben nevis i organized for the first one so that was you climbed ben nevis in 2020 i think so and then aye. so then a year later you decide right we need to level up so you go the west highland way and then you climb Ben Nevis straight after. What a idea. It, is it true <laughs> that Conor McGregor was in tears the whole way through? Aye. I had to phone Amy to come and pick him up. <laughs> he said, Conor's here, by the way. So I'm wondering why I'm just he's shaking his head. But he's, he's not denying it completely. See what that. I might be trying to make this more poetic than it is, right? Mm-hmm. But the condition there's no known cure or treatment and it kind of it revokes a lot of your power and control do you feel empowered by being able to channel that energy into something positive uh, that's that's really why i did it see like caring for my mommy like, like alzheimer's stuff you feel really helpless like 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time because there is genuinely nothing you can do except to try and make life as comfortable as possible for them but see like, doing something like this it kind of makes you feel as if you're getting something back mm-hmm. that you get a bit of comfort for it do you feel like yeah I'm a really impatient person like mm-hmm. I've got fears of zero tolerance for <laughs> anything like I get annoyed so easily and I find sometimes that when I'm around somebody who's kind of in, in that I'm trying to choose my words really carefully mm-hmm. but with that condition yeah. even at its earliest stages I find that then when I go away my patience is a lot higher or more refined do you, uh, you find that that goes into other areas of your uh, life let's see what with general stuff, I'm quite impatient and all, but see, when it comes to my mammy, I've got all Aye. the time in the world for her. Just, I've just kind of taught myself to be patient with her, because it's been what, 12, 13 years nearly. You just kind of mm-hmm. learn to deal with it and a lot better than you used to. It's, like, it's quite a great sign of love, I suppose, isn't it? To be Aye. able to alter like, your fundamental character. Yeah, it's, it's, it has been hard at times, you know what I mean? But you just need to... Mm-hmm. I just try... As I said, me and my dad, my big brother, or my pal, just make life as easy as they can. Mm-hmm. But that's all you can do. We'll talk, let's talk about the sort of humour aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, so humour is a coping mechanism, right? So the, the things that kind of, I wanted to, like I had an idea, right, or some sort of semblance of understanding. But the whole thing about dark humour is like, say, if you're going through something, like a serious medical diagnosis Aye. or something really tough, it's a way to feel in control. Aye, just you, laughter's kind of the best medicine. Aye, because you've got like this absolute onslaught and negative emotion <laughs> and you're like you need to try and change it a wee bit if you can maybe this might help trigger some memories for mm-hmm. you but I had me and my pal were talking about was on an episode of the podcast about two years ago maybe even three years that was three years ago and it was um, one of the segments was dementia is hilarious mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> in isolation that sounds horrific <laughs> We obviously then go on to explain and go, it's no hilarious, but it can cast up uh, hilarious funny. Let's see some of the stuff uh, is oh, really funny. Well, mate, it was my mate, my pal Dean. I said me mate as if I'm like a fucking Victorian chimney sweeper. <laughs> my 
my pal Dean and he's explained two stories that he knew. So there was one where it was a guy who was kind of in those early stages and mm. he was aware and his his wife's left him a list of stuff like you need to do this, that, and the next thing. Here's all your chores for the day, or your errands. So the last one was to take the, the dog to the vet. <laughs> and he's sitting in the, the waiting room or whatever. And uh, they've called his name. I think they actually say the dog's name. And he's like walked up. And the vet's like, where's the dog? <laughs> he'd left it in the house and forgot to bring him. <laughs> so that's that. And then the other one was um, like, I can't remember, he's let his the dog out for a walk or sort of like out the back or whatever and then he's went away out and he's like right to the dog right get in come on you get in it's like golden retriever or sort of whatever it was and he said he's up the stairs and then like, and he's like rah, 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 and he's went down and there's like his dog and another dog are fighting like fuck and he's, <laughs> he's went out and took somebody else's dog in just thinking like <laughs> I've already let mine out so stuff like that you're like that. that's funny you yeah. can kind of look back at that is there any that kind of stick out for you it's hundreds of stuff it's just she just coming home, she's got like odd shoes and that on rang feet, about 18 jumpers on and stuff like that. She's just, she's mental, so she's just, hundreds of stuff. Aye. I don't even, I, that mean I can't really think about them specifically. It's just, but it's just, that's the things that you just come home, you just kind of need to like, just laugh, kind of thing, you know what I mean? Aye. Like just, you just go to tell them what that's rang, but then you just need to have just to pictures. Because <laughs> it's funny, you need that, don't you? Just that sort of wee bit of relief. Wait, what's is it? A, you've got a charity Celtic versus Rangers match coming up. Aye, on Sunday. I'm a total impartial here, so I, I, <laughs> everybody that knows me knows us. I don't care who wins. So that, that can, so I, I, I kind of say, but it rhymes with Schmeltic, but I don't want to actually say it. And that's twenty. So that's this Sunday. Twenty sixth, I think. Monday. That's twenty sixth, is it or twenty seventh? I think it's twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. And where's where's the game being uh, played? Maryhill Juniors pitch. Are people able to come and like Aye. pay into? So Aye, one, one o'clock kick-off and it's £10 on the, on the gate I've got. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I see pals, that's what the T-shirts and that for, and the buckets for, just for £10 at the door and then obviously there'll be football mm-hmm. cards and raffles and that there as well. Is it? Is so, if it, so if anybody's wanting to go to that, Maryhill Juniors, Sunday 27th, 1pm kick-off, so I'd imagine gates will be about half 11, 12. Aye. And then I'm sure there'll be some sort of party somewhere. Uh, there's a bar in that during it, so there's the, the pies and stuff, and there's a bar oh, in Because you can it. drink it like junior games, and it's a, like a closed event. Aye. That's all the reason to go. I'm sure that, I'm sure there'll be no trouble whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Celtic Rangers fans, absolutely steaming a week before a crunch game. <laughs> I know. Uh, is there anybody, any notable names playing in it? I'm not sure. I don't there's, know. A pos- there's a possibility that there probably might be. Harry's probably got a few people up his no, sleeve. No, so it'll be Rangers then. That's not, nobody worse coming to see them. I'm only joking and the Rangers fans get upset. <laughs> um, so it, would, uh, have you get, how are you raising money for that? So that's the tickets being sold and the thing, are you doing it now? Um, £30. Everybody playing needs to bring £30. Right, okay. So it's £30 to play and then £10 to watch and hopefully get a good turnout and there's going to be like raffles for taps sign taps and that at the end and then football cards going around my pal mm. Daniel's going to go around with a couple of football cards and just hopefully everybody's drunk enough to buy some Aye. if you get like you, do you run raffles like regularly or uh, kind of we've done a few last year for a loose dig tap and stuff we had a Rangers tap and all didn't we Harry done mm-hmm. that's good Aye. your pals the, are good aren't you oh, it's, it's I, supporting I, can you can you ask for a better bunch of pals why do you think I, I, know, I know the answer but I want to hear it for you like, why do you think they they back you so much on it just I don't know just 
being good pals, not I mean I, they're always there for me, like mm. even just in all the walks and stuff, and it just it means a lot to me, you know what I mean? And they're always there, they're always every single one of them burst I'm like, sure. Aye, I'll bust their ass to like help me fundraise and stuff like that. Last year everybody brought in like five hundred pounds each to the page and hope aim for a grand each this this uh, year. That's so. amazing. Well if if you've got like a if you're running a, like a raffle, I don't know if it's too soon or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll donate at like so if anybody, let's list some of the prizes because mm-hmm. can people buy tickets from you directly like online or stuff as is well? Is it for this game? Well, it could be for the game or for anything. So I'll donate like a night at the Radisson and dinner or something at the Radisson Red. Aye, perfect mate. I, I could just put it up for on Insta and that and then right, okay. just do numbers and the bonus ball. Right, aye, just let me know how you want to work it. Aye, perfect. We'll, I really appreciate that. that mate. So if anybody, I'll have, this is the usual podcast cliche, but if you go into the episode notes, I'll have linked where people can get in touch with you or find you on social media. Thanks very much, mate. So if anybody wants to win a Celtic top, or a, what's that team? Rangers? Name. <laughs> um, I, I'm only joking, man. Don't get so annoyed. <laughs> See, every time I say that, I can hear people going, I fucking hate that cunt, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, aye, so, night of the Radisson Red. Uh, I do appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Um, just a bowl of soup each, and I'm not fucking, <laughs> fucking made of money, fuck's sake. Um, there had to be an adjustment in your living arrangements as well. Mm-hmm. Do you have, is it a carer that comes in? Uh, we had to move house. Oh, did you? Uh, we, we, I st- now stay in Middlesbrough. Right, okay. We had to move to like, a wee bungalow. It's a wee shed type of house. It's hard to get used to. It's like, a wee gingerbread house. Like, mm-hmm. It's hard to it's a, adjust because it's, like, we had an up and down stairs. It's, and it's just a wee two-bedroom thing just because I would kind of get upstairs with my mother oh. that. So it just had to be all the same flair. And it's just hard to get used to, but it's best for hard, you know what I mean? What's what's the type of, I don't mean this in a nosy way, mm-hmm. but just to get an idea of how your your situation completely changes, like, is there NHS assistance for that type um, of thing? I think we've got like, pub, uh, private carers that we get funding for right, off okay. the, like, the council. Uh-huh. And then one, they come in at like nine till, say, half one or something but my dad's there all the time as well he chucked his job to look after my mum right. so they're just here they give him a kind of hand two come in in the morning and then one goes and one stays and just gives my dad a hand during the day give him a bit of respite I suppose also a wee bit of company aye that's what I think that's what he enjoys the most you know what I mean because mm-hmm. it's lonely my mum my can't talk or anything anymore like I'm kind of almost grateful for eye contact now. Mm-hmm. so it's, it's his wife he's spent his life with you know what I mean so it's Gonna be lonely for him. I completely. He's probably affected by it the most. Know what I mean? I think that's put like a big part of the the importance of having this conversation as well because we all know it exists. But you know what it's like. There's for, there's a hundred things you see a day saying mm. support this or support yeah. that. And they're all great causes, and sometimes other things can then get. I'm not saying this is more important or something yeah. less important, but it's like things can get kind of drowned out and. You know, you hear about something and you think, oh, that's a real shame. You look at it as how the individual that has the condition has been impacted, but you forget there's a total satellite aye, network aye. of, you know, there's you, there's if your family, there's fr- people who've lost a f- or losing a friend aye, and all that kind of thing. And the support is, is necessary and fundraising and stuff is uh, aye, it's also way. essential. Right, with the, with the fundraising, you're got, probably going to have to rack your brains, right, so aye. that you don't stick a few people in here. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. How how was the West Highland Way? Talk me through that. Like that, some there must be a couple of funny things you can remember, but also how difficult is it? And then when you feel like chopping it, 
what spurs you on to keep going? Uh, everything it was probably the best week of my life. But just everything just was perfect. We got the best weather we could have hoped for. Just just a buzz. Yeah, anytime you thought it was tough, you just, everybody would just get you through it. No, I mean mm-hmm. I was walking with big chick. No, I mean it's just funny. He would make you laugh so so much all day. So just when it is tough, it just you, everybody just kind of digs each other out. Aye, and just gets each, gets each other going. It was so 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 good. What's for anybody that doesn't know? Because I myself, I'm actually not entirely sure. What is the West Highland way? So it starts in Mogai. Aye. And then where do you walk? Fort William. <laughs> it's fucking mental. Is that not like a... Like if you want to drive that, it's about four hours. Five hours. 90 miles or something you walk. 96 miles you walk. But is that, is that it? But then again, it's not as if you're on the motorway, you're on Aye. back roads and all that. Aye. Aye. Big hills through forests and all that. It was, it's brilliant. It was really, really good, but it was hard. How? I think we can underestimate how hard it was, didn't we? Especially there at yeah, oh, <laughs> we walked a home day. Yeah, no, that second day, man. So there were two routes. There was the high road and the low road along the back. Somebody should write a song about that. <laughs> 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 Which is the hard route. That's like, that is a mental journey when you actually think about it. Because it takes ages to drive it and you're just walking it on foot. Aye. Mate, I would turn up in a pair of Yeezys or something <laughs> like that. Oh, the footwear was, were it? How, uh, I, I recommended I, everybody I to get the night trail Pegasus. Hold on, hold on, one at a time. Oh, everybody's <laughs> hearing as if you're a rabble. You said to wear night Pegasus. Uh, the, the trail ones, and I right. recommended everybody to get them, and then mine never came. So I got another Did pair of No, I got a different, remember I'd done it in a different pair of shoes, and everybody that had the night trail Pegasus lost their toenails and had blisters on their oh. feet. <laughs> <laughs> so Mick lost like eight toenails because yeah, I it says to me and I ended up with a different pair of shoes. But uh, how so everything just COVID everything shut. How do you eat? How like where do you get water for and all that? Like this I'm a bit concerned about your well being. There was wee pubs in that the full way, but it was you could it was a kind of point where you could kind of go in and eat and I was half social distancing kind of. But the, the second day we got <laughs> to. The second day is the hardest day and you walk right around no, no shops and nothing. You walk right around the edge of the woman and we got to like, a wee place just for lunch or something. They said we're not selling food or drink yes, for another can. hour or something. So there's <laughs> another place like 10 miles where we just went right. I will walk to that, I'll be fine. Right to Gumshield and just walk. Hold on a minute. <laughs> How many of these was, was there? <laughs> 14, 15. Uh, right, 15 starving, thirsty people walk uh, up to a pub and some dickheads are like, nah, uh, we're not opening the kitchen for another uh, hour. Uh, uh, mate, there's nobody else <laughs> in here. They had a Caledonia bus tour gone just after us and they'd started preparing food for them and he says if they served us, they wouldn't have been able to serve them. Uh, so we were all standing outside at a, a tap, an outside tap. <laughs> we, got, we just stocked up in Mars bars and all that for yeah. that. No, I didn't like chewing the fat where that guy goes mental and just wrecks a place. Like, yeah. I would have me, I would have been like shaking like, mate, my blood sugar slowly, I need a bottle of Cocoa Pops or oh, something. Like. That, that, that day was torture. Like, uh, we, we, we walked and it was, it was a feet wave, wasn't it? Uh, we walked uh, another 10 miles to the next place for like dinner and as soon as we got there, they just kind of pulled the shutters down. <laughs> I was shot, I was done. <laughs> so we had to just keep walking. Literally the whole length, a lot Lomond. In like 35 degree heat. What's up with these people, man? Uh, and plus we picked a harder road. There's uh, obviously the high and the low. That was and we picked a day, but uh, It was some laugh. Uh, but uh, I remember getting near the end. And uh, by this point, I, have, I was near enough running. Because I was like, we need to get uh, somewhere for food. Man. <laughs> 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 where, where did you, where yeah. did you sleep? 
It was that, that was the good thing about it. Like all the different people and stuff we met, like, which will probably be better this year because it'll be more right. opened up to people. Well, what better this year? Wouldn't it? So he's are, he's are doing it again. Aye, mm. I did. in Buckle out of more than I do it this year, <coughs> which is a big massive how in the middle of it. So how long how long does that take to climb up it? Um, I've done it with wee Jack before. We've done it in like three hours up and down. But if you're doing it with us. 22 is this year, so... And if Mick's doing it, it'll probably take about two years. <laughs> so, hold on, right, so you're going to start in Mulgai, do the West Highland Way and just climb a big fuck-off hill in the middle of it? Basically, mate. People, so people have to then... Is that... Do you feel like every time you're asking for money, you need to ramp it up a bit? Aye. Like, as if, like, I'm punishing myself, so going <laughs> to... Right. Otherwise, because imagine you are like, right, I'm going to do a sponsored walk around the park. People will be like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> you're not getting money for that. I know. That's right. See, last year when we flung in by Nevis at the end, everybody was like, what the fuck are you doing that to know for? I mean, like, just do the West Highland Way, and I just thought that was probably such a better idea. And then when I got to Ben Nevis last year, it was probably the most hellish experience of my life. How long does that take to go up? It was ages oh, last I year. Last year it, I get to longer on the West Island Way last oh, year, honestly. So bad. <laughs> I, I swear, I, mean, I would be like 40 minutes in and I'd just be on the phone like, hey, can I get an air ambulance, please? Because <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm not walking up this and I'm not walking back to either. We'd walked for the week in 30 degree heat and at yeah. the top of Ben Nevis, it was like knee deep snow. Oh, it was hellish. You just want to get up and back down. There's no point in even walking up it. <laughs> I was horrendous. There for a photo, you need to wait for everybody to come up and then you just get right back down. <laughs> I ran down the last hour or something, I think, just because my legs were in bits. We you must have been like proper done in after it. I slept the whole way in the bus. Connor, were your, your feet not ripped to bits? Uh, my feet were oh, good. Somebody's shoes not broke. My feet were good compared to how some of the boys were, but mine must have some nick. But like Mick and uh, Chip's Big feet, Jack's were, feet, man. Uh, <laughs> his feet still haven't recovered. Uh, he's still feet, we, were, a we went to a gaff. We went, remember we went to Cormac's <laughs> and that after it, and his his leg had that swollen right out of his death. Like, Ants have been eating his uh, leg or something, it was all holes and it was horrible. He wrapped all his blisters in duct tape <laughs> but the whole time. Whenever we sat around with him, we just stuck duct tape on it as if it was going to solve the problem. That a WD 40. Have you got your sights set on like any other fundraising things or like any, any challenges? Because eventually you'll have done everything in school. Uh, we've got to do the, what was that one you said? The Hebridean way? The Hebridean way, which but, is like Ireland jumping as well. Yeah, fucking grip, man. It's like. <laughs> 300 do I sponsor bungee jump or something and it's easier I can't do I'm terrified of heights I'm really? trying to get Alzheimer's in I actually right? tell you about a story when we, so we were going up past Falls of Farlock on one of the days and there was literally like a rock about less than <laughs> 6 foot high and it took how long? It took you about twenty minutes to jump on it, I but just had to that's really funny. You can't really swim either, can you? Mm-hmm. You can't really swim either. Any day, but if it was like a oh, fuck, that's what jump. I did. Get him to jump into ice cold water <laughs> on a roasting hot day <laughs> when you can't really again, swim man. that well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we sold it it was your walk so you had to jump in and then you nearly drunk, which was the great so we nearly <laughs> lost you in your walk <laughs> see we like we, we, you know, we talked about how it can kind of empower you obviously because it's something that's uh, is a quite a it's like an energy something yeah 
reality to have and, and it's good to be able to channel your energy does that just make it easier for you in general to kind of to, to deal with, with having that burden aye I will see see what I do as well because obviously it's, it's kind of snowballed every year mm-hmm. but to me it's kind of it's really big now way. It's, become, it's kind of become like its own entity isn't it aye, that, I'm trying to get it I've been in touch with papers and stuff I'm trying to get it like, like that extra wee step now so it just does get bigger and bigger every year. You know what I mean? It just, but mm. see, because it does get big. What, I get loads of emails of people I don't know what tell me about their grandpas and stuff like that and how they're finding a bit of comfort in my story and what mm-hmm. we're doing and stuff like that. Just people reaching out for everywhere. Mm-hmm. It gives me a bit of comfort as well, knowing I'm going to help more people as well. That's, that is, I, do you know, I don't know why that hadn't fully occurred to me that I, people will take a lot of comfort uh, for that. I think, like, you get a lot of journalists that listen to, they, they'll sneer right but they'll listen to this and then go and write a story yeah so if, I, if I've spoken to somebody they'll go and write something so I think if any of you are listening to this then why don't you go and write some article and get in touch with Ross and be, and and shine a light on it because the money is all going to to, to to an amazing cause you've got support from Alzheimer's Scotland yeah it's um it's something that's definitely worth shining a light on I've got a question this might mean nothing to you mm-hmm. But because you're organising so much, you're very positive about things, people will probably look at you and think, all right, guys, managing this completely fine, completely dealing yeah. with it, when it's not always the reality, is it? No, it's heartbreaking. Mate. It's probably, the, it's, I wouldn't wish it my worst enemy, but mm-hmm. I just kind of try to live life with a smile on my face as much as I can, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. no point getting upset about stuff you can't change, so just need to see if you're no positive, it would be so much worse. Mm-hmm. No, there's no point in beating yourself up about it. Who, who then? Obviously, you've got your your pals are very jet, like generally and broadly across the board Aye. support you and back you, and that will mean so much. But who then does pick you up when you're when you when you need it? Because they'll say there's a day when you're just feeling the strain. Aye, just my best pal Daniel. Most of the time, let's mm-hmm. see when I need somebody to talk to. That's so I go go here. Just I just need to have a word with myself. Just saying, pull your tights up. <laughs> basically Aye. you need that or don't you someday do you ever find that like even just because I kind of for something bothering me I don't know see it's just tiny it's like a wee stone mm-hmm. kind of holding it in your hand and then you know the longer you carry it the heavier it feels but when you just kind of say I'm feeling like blah or I'm feeling like x y or z mm-hmm. even just saying it just if it kind of releases it Aye. what um sorry can I find myself there because I was hoping you'd say more than I. <laughs> <laughs> so as we kind of round up then, I think it's worth just recapping how people can, if anybody wants to donate a prize for like a raffle or anything, because I'm sure people want to even get in touch with you just uh, generally, where can they get you? Um, just on Instagram or Facebook or something. Just social medias kind of stuff like that. What's your, the, as I say, podcast cliche, it'll be in the episode notes, but what's your uh, Instagram username? Just my name, Ross McNamee. Nice species. People can get you. Mate, thanks very much for... No, thanks for having for me. Sitting. I know it's not something you're completely used to or comfortable with, but I think you've you've done well. Apart, <laughs> for, apart for the bits we cut out. <laughs> <laughs> people will never hear them anyway. Cheers, my man. No, thank you, mate. And thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with another episode of Blethered soon. Cheers. Cheers. 
Leathered was written, recorded and produced by Sean McDonald in association with The Big Light. Music and post-production by Brian McAlpine and for more information, go to thebiglight.com. If you like this podcast, please check out all our other series including Talk Media, You Could Start a Fight in an Empty House, Talking Derry Girls, Brave Your Day, The Tartan Noir Show, Double Scotch, Great Scott, Trust Me I'm a Leader, Unearthed, A Sonic Hug and Old School. All on the Big Light, Scotland's podcast network. From the Big Light Studio.